What's the opposite of a werewolf? A wolf that becomes a man? Is sleep just having mini-death between midnight and 8 a.m.? All of these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Life! Hello everyone and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week, myself Rory Powers and the gentleman sitting across from me, Kit Greer Malvena, sit down with you at our desks, cigarette in hand, maybe a couple cigarettes, I'm pretty stressed, pot of coffee, uh, a few more cigarettes if needs be, if the case demands it, and we investigate a paranormal tale and come to a conclusion definitively once and for all whether or not it truly is paranormal. Rory, it is Valentine's Day. Whoa, really? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes, so it's Valentine's Day, so everyone's sitting at home. They're probably uh, at home right now getting ready for a big night with their uh, loved one or maybe uh, maybe a first date or something like that. Wow. Um, or maybe even a fun little Galentine's or something for people who've got a bunch of single friends, maybe they're getting together. And uh, I think it's just a really great excuse to just have a bit of fun here on the podcast. And I'm sure Rory's got something uh, special and romantically Ooh. themed for yeah, today's episode. Yeah, okay. So I yeah, I didn't I didn't kind of realize it was uh it, this was going to be Valentine's Day. I didn't realize it was dropping on Valentine's Day. Um, okay, he's doing that thing. No, he's no, doing no, that no, thing no, no. where the where the no. boyfriend like he's like, oh, I forgot, but he's got the dinner reservation. He's got the he's mm. got the he wouldn't have he wouldn't have not got the dinner reservation. I mean, people or the flowers. So. People listening to this have read the title of the podcast. I think they can tell that it's not going to okay, be necessarily. I, see, I know, I, I know. <laughs> see, I haven't. So I'm <laughs> no, going to assume. I'm telling you now. I'm going to assume you now. though that by the time they like you're you will you will. Do a little surprise number, and the, of course, the the episode will read Valentine's special. You know, I did think about doing if it, if it was Valentine's Day, I did think about doing an episode based on like some sort of a cryptid that kind of like uh, eats hearts or you know sucks oh, out for sure. souls. That, yeah, or that something. would work. Okay, okay. But uh, I thought bit rude to do one on my ex wife. You know, bit rude to do a podcast on uh, right, my ex wife. Just keep it light because it's it's a yeah. it's a nice day. It's a nice. So it's like, day. What if there was? I should should we investigate some sort of demon that right, uh, that that took the kids while the husband's asleep? Yeah. Then just... I thought maybe not do one about Susan. Right. So you make every other day about <laughs> Susan. So how about we have one day which okay. isn't about Susan and actually about the good natured spirit of love? What kind of cryptid runs away with her Pilates coach? That's all. That's the last thing I'll say. That's okay. the last thing I'll say. And David's a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. I've got nothing against David. Let's go. <laughs> no one has anything wrong with David's abs, all right? He's got all a lot right. of Instagram followers. He's pretty popular. No one has a problem with David. I just, Valentine's Day is a sensitive subject for me. Why don't we compromise? And because I see an absolute train wreck of an episode coming if I unlock this little part of your brain where Susan and David are locked away. Oh, uh, okay. It's even saying their names so together just, just fills me with boiling rage. We'll compromise and we'll say a normal episode of This Paranormal Life Sure, maybe I'll make a couple of Valentine's-related gags, uh, but otherwise, normal episode, uh, I'm not going to demand a fully-themed episode from you, but you have to can it. You do have to can it about your ex-wife. Last Valentine's Day, Susan got me oh, one God. card. I open it up and it says, I love it when you're not around. <laughs> There's no way. Next day, she was There's gone. No <laughs> she took the kids in my PS2, which I know is an old console, but it had my memory card in it as well. And it's got a up she took all of my memories from final fantasy and also my real life memories of she love didn't take them i guess she would have tainted <sighs> them okay i'm sorry but... again i just not a big valentine's day fan is all because i've had some bad ones in the past but that's fine that's cool 
Um, so this isn't about Valentine's Day. This is about look. All right, guys. You know what love is? You know what love is, motherfuckers? A distraction. I wish I hadn't brought it up. I wish I hadn't brought it up. Stop looking in the eyes of your lover and start looking up into the night sky because that's where they are. That's where the aliens live. And that's what we need to be keeping an eye on. If you think- Not c***s and vaginas. <laughs> no one was talking about c***s and vaginas. <laughs> but I will say Rory brings up a, a great point. You know, uh, so many out there, you know, we're going to forget about the people who are paired up right now. People like myself, maybe married. And we're going to think about uh, the people there who are finding Rub love. Rub it in, brother. Are, still in the stage of life. They're finding love. You know, everyone's out there trying to find Mr. Right, Mrs. Right. They're yeah. on the apps. They're on the social medias. They're hitting the bars. They're in the local classifieds uh, trying to find that right person. Did they ever consider that their soulmate might be from a different world? Yeah. Maybe you're looking in the wrong classifieds, if you catch my drift. You should be looking in the classified files of the Pentagon <laughs> to find your next lover. If you want someone who's really out of this world. I was actually insinuating another planet, but you might be onto something. We don't know. We don't know. This is why even on Valentine's Day, even on Christmas or Halloween or Easter, it is important to always keep a gun pointed at the paranormal. Because as soon as you let your guard down, they'll pounce. <laughs> Just like David did Rory to my beautiful wife. Rory didn't used to be wife. like this, by the way. He didn't used to be like this. <laughs> Joking aside, guys, happy Valentine's Day. We're, we're very excited uh, to be here with you guys because, you know, as long as we're with you guys, we all have dates, you know? You're listening to us. We're hanging out with you. Everyone's together in the paranormal commune, and we're very excited to dive into a fantastic paranormal story. It was a little weird to be so lighthearted at the start of this episode because today's case kit is gonna blow your mind wide open. Wow. We are talking about a classic alien investigation. But this week, our story doesn't revolve around mud-eating rednecks in the middle of the forest. This one revolves around the President of the United States. We've done enough rambling at the start of the podcast. It's time to dive into the investigation, just after a few words from our sponsors. Today our story starts in an old white man's paradise, a Florida golf course. Oh hell yeah, orange juice flowing, grass improbably green for the scorching, scorching summer temperatures around. Woo. The date was February 19th, 1973, and two men were just teeing off for an 18-hole game. But these weren't two ordinary men. One was Oscar-winning actor and household name Jackie Gleason, probably most well-known for his role as bus driver and abusive husband Ralph Cramden on The Honeymooners. Mm. We were probably a bit too young for this, but that's where his famous catchphrase was like, one of these days, my wife, I'm, what, bam, to the moon. You know that phrase? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I didn't uh, until yeah. now. I don't think it's aged particularly well. Not that it even was a suitable phrase at the time. Sure. But at the time, he was a very famous actor. The second man joining him for golf was the sitting president, Richard Nixon. Oh boy, this is a real meeting of minds. A real meeting of bastards, if you will. <laughs> hey, I just want to say, look, Jackie Gleason played, played an abusive played. husband. I sure. think, well, I did just watch a YouTube interview where he talked about beating a member of the audience. <laughs> uh, but I don't know enough about him. I think he was a, an okay guy. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. Nixon, on the other hand, uh, yeah, sure. Look at that ball go, dick. 
pow, right to the moon. <laughs> That's nothing, Jackie. Watch me chip this ball over the water and pass the gate. The two were great friends and spent hour after hour driving around in golf carts, shooting the shit, swapping stories. I mean, fair play, those are two very exciting jobs to have. I'm sure you're going to have a few stories. A Hollywood A-lister and the President of the United States. You know, when you spell it out to me like that, Rory, I come to wonder, maybe that's why rich, successful, powerful people play such a truly, truly boring, asinine sport <laughs> like golf because their real lives are so exciting and exhilarating. They just need to numb themselves and go out in the course and uh, talk shop. It's also pretty easy to drink while you play, which mm. I think helps for a lot of these people. We can, we can insult golf because we grew up in uh, the north coast of Northern Ireland where there are more golf courses than there are stores. <laughs> hospitals. Hospitals, <Yeah>. genuinely. <laughs> uh, golf is everywhere around here. So we grew up alongside it. It is true. We said it before. Rory would, of course, love to be the most notorious Rory from our hometown. But Don't bring this up. Don't bring this up. You know it pisses me off. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm just saying... I just can't, man. Not today. First Susan and David, and now this. You're saying I'm not the most famous Just saying Rory. Rory McElroy is quite famous. And he's, and he's huh. quite good. And he is good. And he is good. So you can't even be mad because he's, he's got good at what he does. And you're good at what you do too. It just so happens that okay. he is yeah. like a Nike endorsement and he makes like... He's friends with Susan and David, by the way. Did you know that? No, f**k. Really? <laughs> Shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were in Hawaii last week. I'm happy for them. I'm happy. I'm happy that they're happy. But all I'm going to say is... When the aliens come down to Earth, good luck, Susan. You think a golf club is going to help you defend your... It might, actually. It might actually help you defend. It might. He has a lot of money, too, and, like, multiple properties. Okay. So. Well, because of the importance of these two men, specifically the president, not really Jackie Gleason, they were constantly followed by Secret Service agents, just in case somebody tried to assassinate President Nixon. Mm. Because these agents were basically around the president 24-7, they had to listen to all sorts of crazy old white man chat, property developments, law and order, the TV show, not the criminal justice system, law and order, the criminal justice system, not the TV show. Jackie and Dick would talk about anything and everything on their all day golfing trips. And on this particular day, Jackie was ranting about his favorite subject, UFOs. You're gonna think I'm crazy, Dick. I read book after book about alien civilizations and advanced technology. People think I'm crazy, <laughs> but I know there's something out there. I just know it. President Nixon listened patiently, a small smile cracking on his face. <laughs> Dick, you, 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 you know you've got my support, right? I'm behind you 100%. But you gotta be honest with me. If you ever find out anything about aliens, I gotta know. I'll do whatever you want. I just gotta know. The president chuckled. <laughs> sure thing, Jackie. If I see an alien, I'll make sure to give you a call. You have my word. The unwavering, trustworthy word of Richard Nixon. <laughs> he walks off the course, leans in and whispers to his bodyguard, Have him killed. <laughs> they just put a, a sack over Jackie Gleason's head. <laughs> I love this logic. I absolutely love this logic that everyone loves UFOs and that even someone like Jackie Gleason, even someone with access to the highest echelons of power, the executive office of the United States of America, the most powerful nation in the world at this time, 
that you would use that moment on the golf course to ask the hard-hitting questions. And I think that it's probably happened, let's be honest. I've seen Obama's music playlist. He's a pretty hip guy, down to earth. I'm sure some of his friends have like asked him, just off-rip, Obama, you got to be straight with me. That being said, I think in this case, Richard Nixon, he played it off well. He yeah, played yeah. it off well. A little smirks, just like, uh, yeah, but I'll like, let you know. And you know what? I promise, as soon as I see one, I'll let you know. So, you know, he's not saying go f*** yourself. Yeah. But he's kind of just like playfully like, all right, in your dreams, pal. Yeah, yeah. A little wink being like, sure, bud. I'll let you know if, I, if it happens. It's essentially a friend's way of telling another friend, we cannot confirm or deny this accusation. Yeah, the informal version of that. They continue to golf and enjoy the rest of the day before heading home. At the time, Jackie was living with his soon-to-be ex-wife. They were in the process of separating, but still on good terms. At around midnight that night, Jackie was getting ready to go to bed when he was interrupted by a knocking at the front door. When he peered through the peephole, he was taken aback to see Richard Nixon standing on his porch. <laughs> Dick, what are you doing here? And where's the Secret Service? I don't think I've ever seen you more than 10 feet away from him before. Nixon looked slightly disheveled and a little sweaty. <laughs> Nothing out of the usual, but tonight was different. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I'm going to just pause the story right here for a second. I need to acknowledge the fact that this story is insane, but by the time we're done, you're going to be questioning everything. Hey, no one said anything. No one said anything. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, hey, I'm on the edge of my seat. Nixon leaned closer and said, Come with me, Jackie. I need to show you something. It's after midnight. There's nowhere even open around here this time. Where are you taking me? Nixon leaned in even closer. The moon, Jackie. <laughs> right to the moon. <laughs> All right, let's pause again. All right, sorry. It's this phrase from the sitcom that he was in. For He's sure, not actually for sure. taking him to the moon. So We have a lot to get through. Can we just get I'm a sorry. little bit of like, <laughs> context of where it did Jackie Gleason? I think me and the listeners at home just need to know that we're not just purely reading fan fiction. Jackie and Beverly say that this both happened. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So Jackie grabbed his jacket. Sorry, just stop real okay. quick. Was Jackie ever declared legally insane? Was there, Never is was. there any reason to? Okay. Never was. Okay. Thanks. Never. Thanks for clearing that up. So Jackie grabbed anything else? That's it for okay, now. Okay, good. So Jackie grabbed his jacket and said goodbye to his wife, who was obviously incredibly confused. But he told her, the president wants to show me something real quick. I'll be gone 30 minutes, 45 tops. Don't worry. So the pair headed off and Beverly was left alone in the house. She waited up for a while, but the men still hadn't returned, and it was getting crazy late, so she headed to bed. But it wasn't long before she heard the sound of the front door open and close. When she headed downstairs to investigate, she saw her husband by the door, but something was wrong. He was sweating, ice-white skin, bulging eyes. <laughs> Whatever Nixon had just shown him had f***ed him up. God damn, what did he do? Did he expose him to radiation? Why are his eyes bulging? Jackie, what on earth were you doing so late? What did he show you? She kept asking questions, but Jackie couldn't even speak. He was shell-shocked. He slowly walked across the room and slumped down in his armchair. They're real, Bev. <laughs> it's all real. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're doing, we, I will say we're doing a lot of beating around the bush here. <laughs> yeah. A lot of beating around the bush. So let's say just to recap, so we're all on the same page. Yeah. Jackie asked Nixon. Yep. I love UFOs. You got to let me know if UFOs are real. Nixon winked, smiled, said, oh, I'll let you know. When I, as soon as I see one, I'll let you know. And then what was it? That Three night. hours later, <laughs> he turned up looking like shit and said, I, I, I couldn't sleep. I got something to show you. <laughs> and now Jackie hasn't quite come out and said it yet, but there's a heavy inference here that it might be UFOs are real. It could be related. It, it could, could be related. Be. Uh, look, I, I know that I said that this story is insane and it is insane and it's only going to get crazier. All I want you to do today, folks, is just to suspend your disbelief and enjoy the ride because, believe it or not, maybe this story isn't as outlandish and crazy as you think it is. It's kind of convenient that uh, on a Rory episode, he's just asking us to suspend disbelief. <laughs> if I get 25 minutes into one of my cases and I haven't provided a shred of evidence, Rory is tearing into me like a <laughs> rabid dog, demanding evidence, demanding proof photos. <laughs> Uh, we do not have any photos on today's case, so do not Rory's hold out for that. reading me a screenplay, an amateur <laughs> screenplay about Nixon. It took what felt like an hour for Jackie to calm down, and when he did, the story he told was unbelievable. He said that as soon as they left, the pair drove through the dark night. Nixon wouldn't confirm where they were going, but within an hour, they were at Homestead Air Force Base, a little northwest of Miami. They slowed as they approached the guarded gates. Sir, this is government property. We're going to need to see some. Nixon rolled down the window. <gasps> Mr. Nixon, uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, please come on in. And God bless America. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie then said that Nixon steered the car to the far end of the compound and stopped outside a building that had more soldiers guarding it than any other building on the site. They walked past the men effortlessly and threw open the large doors. Inside was a gleaming laboratory equipped with state-of-the-art machines Jackie had never laid eyes on before, but Nixon was pacing away at a speed. Keep up, Jackie, he said. This isn't a place you want to get lost in. He opened a door at the end of the room, and Jackie followed him through it. They walked through lab after lab until they came to one final door. Little did Jackie know, what lied beyond that door would change his life forever. What is, what, how do these facilities even work? Like, like, if you're the president, can you really just walk anywhere? I, I mean, I guess you can. I think so, right? But like... I mean, not like... Really? In, even into, a, into like a classified Air Force base? I don't know. Probably. I mean, everyone who works there is going to know you're the president. God damn. Like, you should be the one person that is allowed to go anywhere. But put it this way. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but on one of my last trips to London, when mm -hmm. we were recording, we were walking uh, around Camden uh, on, as, as we said before, on a residential street in yep. the middle of nowhere, not down the high, not down the high street in Camden where we might see crazy stuff. We're just on a quiet residential street, just a bunch of traffic. Me and you saw Albert Einstein. Don't bring this up on the podcast. We did. It makes we us, did because I know, but it makes us that sound changed weird. my life. That changed my life, like Jackie. <laughs> we, that made, we saw, we've never talked about this on the podcast. I think before. we talked about it maybe on an after party. We saw 
Albert, Albert Einstein. Einstein. It was so, literally him. I don't know how else to explain it. I didn't want to bring it up because it makes us seem like we're not credible witnesses, but we, we did. We saw him. What I will say is, look, we assume, just as you assume, that it was a costume. Yep. All I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't actually think that celebrated Nobel Prize winning physicists Albert Einstein has traveled into the future, surviving death somehow, and is in Camden, London. Well, as I pointed out, if anyone was going to do it, it probably would be him. So it does make a bit of sense. <laughs> uh, all I'm saying is, if it was a costume, it was perfect. It was pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> If it, if it was a fun little Halloween costume, then it was Hollywood-level prosthetics, where it looked like every he, feature of his face and line in his skin was Albert Einstein. It was like a deep fake. It was like a, a deep fake generated by a supercomputer. We swung around and started, as, as Rory said, started looking to see Ashton Kutcher or some kind of hidden camera TikTok filmer. The, the best part. Nothing. The best part was uh, you were on the phone at the time. We were walking, and you oh, were on yeah. the phone, and uh, I saw Albert, and then he like passed me, and I did like a triple take, and then you were talking for like two more minutes on the phone, and then you're like, okay, bye bye, hung up. And you're like, was that Albert Einstein? <laughs> I was like immediately. We were both like, yes. I, I could have dropped to my knees. I was so glad that you saw it because there's a world where you didn't see it, and I had to be like, dude, this is fucked, but. Uh, I think I just saw Albert Einstein. And then you would have been like, oh, a guy who looked like Albert. Like, no, 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 no. I I saw him. I saw him. <laughs> and he was like, he wasn't even like, again, if this was a costume, like if he had been carrying, okay, a tin of beer <laughs> and was kind of stumbling along or had AirPods in, I'd be like, all right, high likelihood this is a costume. I seem to remember he was shuffling along, looking down, like as, like as if coming home from a day's work, he was as wearing it, as a, if lost in time. He was wearing a sweater vest and shirt. Yeah, I think he had a backpack slung over one shoulder. It was insane. I forgot we haven't talked about that on a main episode. That's really embarrassing. The point of what I'm saying is, now that I've seen Albert Einstein in Camden, <laughs> if I see Richard Nixon, I'm gonna need some authentication. <laughs> I'm gonna need to see some ID. Uh, what I'm saying is there's there's a possibility this is a, a lookalike, a doppelganger, uh, someone in costume, uh, Mission Impossible style. Especially if he's not with his Secret Service. Yeah. Uh, I assume, you know, this is in Florida. This is a very popular, busy Air Force base where Nixon spent a lot of time. I think they've seen him here a lot before. And I guess it's possible, you know, we're missing a lot of context. I'm, I'm sure there was a little bit of like, hey, the president is coming to the base. He's going to be there in five minutes. And not tonight, brother. <laughs> this was off the radar, let me tell you. I guess just to finish the point, at what point do they not let him in? If Nixon... It's midnight. If, if Nixon rocks up 2 a.m., he's shaking the gates like the Eric Andre gif. <laughs> he's got a bottle of Jack Daniels half drunk and he's like, let me in. I let need somewhere in. to crash tonight. <laughs> Are they letting them in? All right, I'm going to stop derailing us. The doors swung open and revealed one of the final rooms. Jackie said that in the middle of the chamber was the wreckage of a flying saucer. Oh my God. They approached the bizarre metal fragments. Jackie wanted nothing more but to touch the spaceship, but it was encased in an enormous glass housing. We found it on US soil. I'm not sure if it malfunctioned or if they crashed the damn thing. What do you mean they? Come with me, Jackie. <laughs> oh no! You know what, Dick? I, I'm, I feel like I think I, I think I had something funny earlier. I'm feeling a little peaky. I'm gonna I'm gonna head back. 
What we're experiencing right now is the manifestation of be careful what you wish for. Oh, yeah. Jackie said he always wanted to see aliens. Oh, I'd love to. Let me know if they're real. That would be great. Be careful. Yeah. Because you might get that wish, but it's a monkey paw wish. Yeah, Jackie is currently in the um, finding out stage of the uh, f***ing about procedure. (laughs) Jackie said that Nixon seemed to know this place like the back of his hand. They went down a narrow hallway, and the next room contained two neat rows of what looked like commercial freezers. When he approached the nearest freezer, he could see the lid was clear glass, and inside was a small dead body. Jesus Christ. He bumped into the next freezer and felt sick to his stomach when he turned around to see another minuscule mangled corpse. What the hell have you got in there? A bunch of dead kids? They are children, Jackie. These are the remains of the pilots of the craft we just saw. Holy mother of God! How long have you had these things? That's classified, I'm afraid. That can't be the bit that's classified. (laughs) You you can't show me E.T. breakdancing to Swiss beats and then tell me that, oh, the date that he showed up is classified. There's no f***ing way. There's no f***ing way. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, this is so up aliens a ufo I-, I can't believe this i need to wash my face where are the bathrooms dick i'm afraid i can't tell you that jackie what you can't tell me where the toilet is <laughs> you don't want to see the kind of toilets we got up in here that shit will scar you for life the bodies were only two feet tall from head to toe two feet that's tiny their heads were small and bald but their ears were enormous Jackie was in total shock. He'd been a believer for so many years, and here was the evidence staring him right in the face. We can't stay any longer. I'm sure the Secret Service are worried about where I am. Jackie chased quietly after the existing president, looking back at the aliens as long as he could. Part of him was convinced this was all some sort of fever dream, but he didn't wake up. So what happened on the rest of this insane night? We are about to find out right after a few messages from today's sponsors. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to the podcast. At this point in the night, Nixon drove Jackie home in silence while he tr- <laughs> while yeah, Jackie no shit. <laughs> while Jackie tried to make sense of what he'd just seen. Jackie said that right before he left the car, Nixon told him, "Before you go, I can't let you tell anybody about what I showed you tonight. It would be an absolute scandal, and the words Nixon and scandal do not go together. 
I need your word, Jackie, that you'll keep every detail to yourself, not even Beverly. Okay, I'm going to guess by the nature of the very podcast uh, our listeners are listening to right now, Jackie f***ed up. Yeah, the fact that we're hearing this story right now is because immediately after coming home, he told Beverly (laughs) every part of the story. I'm starting to see why the words Nixon and Scandal very much go together. (laughs) Nixon is such a bad friend, by the way, because even if you knew your buddy was super into aliens and you had aliens... You must have known he doesn't really want to see them. No one really wants to see aliens. He could just said, between you and me, they're real, and then winked. And then that yeah. would have been great. That would have been what he wanted to hear. Or like, he's like, hey, I can't show you anything, but I've seen some stuff. Yeah. You've changed this man's life. For, you've ruined this man's life. You have derailed it completely. He was a Hollywood actor who's like, yeah, I saw a fucking uh, Star Wars. Some of that shit's crazy, man. Any of those aliens exist in real life? And Nixon's like, Follow me, brother. Takes him into a classified lab underground and shows them a mangled alien body. And then goes, anyway, let's go. (laughs) Just as Jackie's about to get out of the car. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Anyone who gazes upon them loses their soul. You don't have a soul anymore, Jackie, buddy. You ruined his life. You ruined his life. (laughs) He's in over his head. He didn't have a choice. I like to think that Nixon realized what a mistake he's made just on that drive home. Where it's like complete silence and he's like, pretty crazy, huh, Jackie? Jackie's just sitting there. He hasn't said a word in an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. It's a bit of fun. Unfortunately, or fortunately, Jackie did tell his wife Beverly and she was in the process of writing a tell-all book about her marriage. Jesus. Yeah, it's the perfect what time bomb. What were you bomb. thinking, Jackie? But Bev promised to keep the story to herself. She could see that whether it was true or not, whatever had happened had really shaken her husband. So she kissed him goodnight and went off to bed. But there was no sleep for Jackie. In fact, he didn't sleep or eat right for days. It's going to be so tough to be Beverly in this situation because, look, this paranormal life is the perfect example. Me and Rory have known each other since we were children. Yeah. Five years old. Oh, yeah. Our brains from doing so many podcasts together are basically linked. We know the way each other think uh, and so on. If Rory- Say a sentence. Say a sentence. I'll finish it. Well, I mean, it, it's it's kind of like a metaphor. Like, I don't know if it would like exactly work exactly that way that we would be able to like finish each other's sentences. Sam is- Sorry. <laughs> you meant to say Sa- sandwich? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, let's go again. I was, I, was just, I was just talking, so I just don't know if, if like, it's going to work as literally as that, that we'd be able to finish each other's sentences. Race cars. See, nah, I thought you were going somewhere like, different with it. That bit of the sentence, too, wouldn't even be impressive because finish each other's sentences. Cheeseburger. Oh, come on. Ah, one more time. Let's just go again. I just don't think we'll be able to finish each other's sentences. Corn. I was late to that one. I was late. Come I, could, on! I couldn't think of a word. I'm sorry. Why was I going to talk about corn? <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is as close as me and Rory are, as much as we trust each other. Mm-hmm. If Rory turns up at my house in the middle of the night and tells me the story that Jackie told Beverly that night. Yeah. I'm still going to be like, that's crazy, bro. Did you get any iPhone photos though? Because <laughs> yeah. this I'm is, not saying I don't believe you. I'm not saying I don't believe you. But hey. it's just like. You, you've been working a lot lately, and yeah. like, 
I don't know if the stress is like going to you or like because you're kind of asking me to upend everything I know about the world. Yeah, you've just told an unbelievable story. The only part of this that makes it really hard is, you know, for Jackie, he knows he's not going to have any proof. Yeah. He knows no one's going to believe him. So all he can do is tell the story to Beverly and just be like, hey, um, uh, if I seem distant over the next few days, <laughs> it's because I've seen life from another fucking galaxy mangled in a refrigerator. Yeah. So... If I don't want to go to your dinner parties, and uh, maybe I feel like emotionally I'm not here, it's because I'm not. Just don't be mad. Just don't, don't be mad. <laughs> don't, don't be mad. Because uh, I've seen the wreckage of a UFO from another planet. And that seems a little bit more important than our marriage right now. I'm sorry. It just does. There, I said it. But that's also what I said to Susan on Valentine's Day last year. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, bad. Well, what, great for David. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I hadn't seen some of the shit I'd seen on this podcast. Maybe I'd be a normal person, but yeah. that's a whole, it's a whole other thing. I honestly think looking at David's Instagram, like I think even a guy like that, like even if he did see something paranormal, he's just like too hot and making too much money to like care. Like he would just compartmentalize it and be like, he'd be able to. My deal life with it. is too good. It's like cool for you, little alien bro, but I'm different. I've got I've got my life. Yeah, and that's weirdly kind of what she wanted. Right? Whereas is a, is a guy, it's just a, like a successful guy, a normal kind of dude. Whereas I saw one picture of the lizard man and quit my job on the spot. Looking back, it's pretty clear to tell that that's just a guy in a lizard costume. He's smoking a cigarette. But at the time, it felt really convincing. I just it really threw me into kind of a uh, a wacky year. Oh, yeah. Things went a bit downhill. And you said, if I don't want to go to dinner parties. <laughs> That's because I've seen the lizard man. <laughs> I seem distant, Susan. It's because I'm pretty close to the lizard man right now. But as I said, Beverly kept to her word. She didn't actually mention the incident in her book. In fact, not a breath of this story was shared until eight years later in 1983. By that time, Beverly and Jackie were divorced and she was writing a new book. To drum up some publicity, Beverly needed a good story for an interview with the National Enquirer. And boy, did she have just the story. <laughs> so she told them everything. And while it did spark a bit of news, it wasn't really taken seriously by the public for obvious reasons. The move was seen as a bit of a silly story to drum up some PR. And that's partially because by the time the piece was published, as we said, it was eight years later, Nixon wasn't president anymore, uh, Watergate had really taken the headlines. <laughs> yeah, Nixon was a known liar. I mean, I do get it. I get the, the public reaction because, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit tricky. It's quite convenient, isn't it? If she's the one writing the book and she also didn't happen to see anything, she's just like, yeah, I used to be married to a guy who says he saw a thing. Yeah, the only, the, only, <laughs> the, only, the only part of this that really sucks is that now I'm sure there are a bunch of people who are like, all right, well, let's just interview Jackie then. Jackie, is it real? And he's like, I don't f want to talk about it I've not said a word for eight years uh -huh. because I didn't want to talk about it and now uh, because of his wife it's all public knowledge it's out there maybe people are realizing that hmm you know I think about it uh, Jackie Gleason hasn't acted in eight years he kind of went off the radar eight years ago right after this story took place yeah every Jackie Gleason interview at this stage of his career is like Robert Pattinson being interviewed about twilight he's slumped <laughs> in his chair hung over just like yeah i fucking love vampires or whatever 
Uh, usually I do agree with Kit uh, sharing that one mind and everything, but um, if you badmouth Twilight one more time on this podcast, it's over. I, I didn't badmouth Twilight. Robert Pattinson did. Uh, that's, that's all I'm going to say. If you insult the popular vampire franchise, Twilight, what, 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 Twilight one more time. Whether it's the original, whether it's New Moon, or whether it's the Breaking Dawn saga. I've seen none of them, so don't worry about it. You will not be hearing any in-depth breakdowns of why Twilight is bad. Okay, that's good. Here. Because it's a masterpiece. I'm just saying that Robert Pattinson is like, he's publicly said how tiresome it was to work on those movies. All all I'm going to say is you can't be upset when the mainstream media doesn't cover the paranormal and then also bash one of the most popular paranormal franchises in movie history. All right, that's all I'm going to say. I just don't know how much it's actually about the paranormal, how much it's really just a metaphor for like any normal kind of teen romance. It's all about the paranormal. You've got this sexy vampire right. who's who's hooking up with girls. You've got this beefcake guy who's like chiseled abs, ripped huge yeah. shoulders. Yeah. They're kind of like fighting, like sexy fighting with each other, like sexy right. wrestling. It just seems like it's a, you're saying the word sexy a lot. And but it's I just not don't about know how much it's the a, romance. About it's about the paranormal. Actual the paranormal. And like investigating. Vampires yes, yeah, so you've like got that. like the color the vampire family and they're all tense and they're all banging each other and they've been doing it for years because they're immortal these each motherfuckers other? oh yeah they're like a family but it's kind of incesty it's a whole weird thing but then hey leave that aside then you've got the wolf pack and there's nothing sexy about this I wolf don't pack, care right? to know about it's just this a couple series. of guys with their shirts off in the rain running about in the forest like wild animals you don't like vampires <laughs> it's not sexy it's a serious paranormal movie you said movie. the word sexy seven times <laughs> specifically said sexy. So as I said, no one took the publishing of this story very seriously, except for, of course, Jackie Gleason, the man who had stayed completely silent about this experience for eight years. Was he angry about it? Probably a little. But now that the story was out there, maybe it was time to get some answers. 18 months after the publication of the piece, he got in contact with UFOologist Larry Warren, Warren went to visit Jackie at his home in New York. They exchanged some small talk, but of course it wasn't long until the old actor suddenly turned serious. It's all true, you know. Every word. He came to my door in the middle of the night. He showed me a spaceship and the aliens that had been inside. I'm not a well man, Mr. Warren. I don't have much time left. I've made peace with that. But I haven't made peace with those aliens. (laughs) And I never will. Because they did not come in peace, (laughs) but for war. Then he died. Not immediately after retelling the story. uh, It was about a year later. But outside of Beverly, it seems that Larry Warren was the only other person Jackie Gleason confided in. A pretty crazy story. I mean, I do really like this where you have the original story that happened all those years ago. Then eight years of silence go by. And it isn't until Beverly breaks the news to the public that... Jackie Gleason is like, you know what, f*** this actually, I'm sick of being in silence, I'm going to try and get some answers and talk to a UFOologist. We have a problem. We, we, have, a, we have a big problem All right. on this episode. Okay. Because I don't know if ever before mm-hmm. the case has, I mean, very often a case hinges on one person, the word of one person, a man's word, one of the pillars of the uh, pyramid of truth. But... Rarely, maybe never before, has the statement been so black and white, cut and dry, irrefutable. We have a binary choice today, which is, is 
Jackie Gleason's statement true? Sure. Or is it not? Because if it's true, if he says he went to the facility and saw this thing, he didn't see a fucking light in the sky. He didn't he didn't <laughs> right, find right. a bug that was radioactive. He didn't uh have a dream where he was abducted. He went to a Area 51 <laughs> and Richard Nixon said, <laughs> "You wanted to see an alien, here's an alien." Yeah. Also, here's their car. <laughs> it's 100% or 0% true. Right, which I think is why this case is so dramatic. We've had a lot of people say that they think they saw something and there's some pretty good evidence for it. But what they saw is a glowing diamond in the sky. Mm-hmm. They didn't, yeah, go down and high-five E.T. in a chamber somewhere in a secret military base. Uh, I mean, there is an interesting twist in the way it all unfolded that he did not release the information himself. Yeah. That is kind of a, also a rare occurrence in the UFO world. Yeah, it's always a a good sign in these cases when the person who was abducted uh, doesn't want to get a TV deal or release a book based on their abduction or sighting. Although strange, of course, that someone profited out of this story, but it just wasn't Jackie. It was Beverly. Look, I get what you're saying, Kit. This case is crazy. Are we really supposed to believe that Nixon took Jackie to see these aliens? If there are aliens, what we need on this podcast is some real evidence to back up these claims. And while we may not have a ray gun or a freezer full of mangled bodies, what we do have is evidence to suggest that the timeline of events is possible. According to Nixon's daily diary, which is available online on the Nixon Library website, he was in Florida in the same town as Jackie Gleason at a golf club with Jackie Gleason the very same day that Jackie claimed he saw the aliens. Okay, I like that. That's nice. Now, in the diary, it says that Nixon only spent a brief period of time with Jackie, and there's no mention, of course, of their little midnight rendezvous. But come on, you're not going to put that in your presidential diary. No, of course not. As I say, I mean... I we're stuck in the same place. Like the only other possible human explanation for what happened was that Jackie dreamt it, but he didn't because he left the house, at least allegedly, and Beverly should be able to agree with that. Yeah. Another weird part of the story is, as we said, it's believed Beverly told the story to the press to drum up some PR for her book. But after the article about the aliens was released, Beverly's book was never published. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? She flew a little too close to the sun, my friend. The little birdie got burned. She was like, oh yeah, here's one crazy story from uh, my marriage to Jackie Gleason. Uh, But the whole thing will be in my book. Someone walks in the room and says, I'm not so sure about that, Beverly. Oh yeah, you know the MIB simply walk into the publishing house. You're not going to publish that book of Beverly's. The CEO of Penguin Random House says, you're out of your mind. We've already paid for it. The book's gone to print. We have to make our money back. And then the MIB just takes out a checkbook and goes, I think this should cover it. (laughs) And just writes a billion (laughs) dollars. Slides it across the table. It's entirely possible. Uh, We we actually talk about on an upcoming episode of This Paranormal Life about pretty important people being removed from office uh, over paranormal claims. Yeah. So... Um, Just simply not getting a book published is pretty normal stuff. I will say that the book was pulled allegedly because Jackie was furious about the book and it made him look a little bit like a maniac. I think it disclosed a lot of 
uh, Jackie's interest in the paranormal and supernatural and kind of made him look a bit weird. So allegedly that's why the book was pulled, but do we ever really know the right answer? Maybe it's different reasons. Now, as we mentioned earlier, Nixon at this point became really most notable for the Watergate scandal, uh, where he and his team, I believe, broke into the Democratic offices and wiretapped the phones, uh, then got caught lying about it. So we already know that he's a sneaky little guy who will lie and be duplicitous and show people things they're not supposed to be seen and do things that are not supposed to be done. <laughs> If there was ever a president to kind of go off-grid and just show one of his buddies an alien, Nixon's probably up there with the most likely culprit. This is the thing with uh, UFOs. I mean, I brought up Obama a couple of times, but, you know, it's because Obama kind of came to power at the, at the kind of time where presidents were becoming a bit more accessible for interview and stuff. And so people would, for fun, ask him these kinds of things. Um, but it's been asked to other presidents. I'm pretty sure Trump and Bush and people like that have been asked about UFOs, and it's always a fun kind of thing. Um, it's this game of like the president must know something yeah, because we now know for a fact that the CIA and FBI and so on are gathering information on UFOs. So the president will know something, um, but they've all allegedly kept shtum about it. So it is entirely possible that one of them just slipped over the years. Some of the more irresponsible ones. Uh, I really love the idea of uh, Richard Nixon being at his desk in the White House and someone comes in and goes, uh, uh, Sir, I've got some bad news. The the press found out. And Nixon's like, well, it's fun while it lasted, boys. Opens up his drawer, takes out a loaded revolver, <laughs> puts it against his throat. And they're like, no, 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 no. They found out about the Watergate thing. They found, not, yeah. they, not the aliens, <laughs> yeah, not the yeah. Jackie Gleason thing. And he's like, oh, oh, oh thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! That was a close one. You boys got me there for a second. What do I do? Resign in shame? Resign? <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I was about to release the aliens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just phones up Jackie. Jackie, it's Nixon. Yeah, you're going to want to bite down on that tooth I gave you eight <laughs> years ago. <laughs> but after everything I've just said, people did argue that during the Trump administration, they were like, Trump is the best argument against the existence of UFOs in captivity on US soil because <laughs> uh, there's no way that motherfucker wouldn't have just told everyone. They didn't show him anything. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. There was right. like a fake lab with fake scientists. There. Whenever whenever Trump <laughs> went into office, they like put up the bowling rails at the White House. A hundred percent true. Um, you know, as we said, there's a complicated relationship between presidents and aliens and UFOs. Uh, in American history, you've got Harry S. Truman, who was around when uh, Roswell took place, and it was believed that he was involved in the cover-up. Another famous incident involved Jimmy Carter. Before he became president, uh, he claimed he saw a UFO one night while giving a speech at a club. And it affected him so much that during his 1976 election campaign, he claimed that if elected to office, he would institute a policy of openness, saying, one thing's for sure, I'll never make fun of people who say they've seen unidentified objects in the sky. If I become president, I'll make every piece of information this country has about UFO sightings available to the public and the scientists. Once elected, Carter quickly distanced himself from that policy, <laughs> <laughs> citing defense implications as being behind his decision, which is like, is what Nixon should have done which is say he loves aliens, wants to show all his buddy aliens, 
Then once they show him one mangled corpse, go, hmm. All right, I realize now why we're keeping this a secret, because this is actually kind of f***ed up. <laughs> like, there are probably certain members of the public that could deal with seeing something like that, but the majority of them just couldn't. This is always the assumption, right, is that day one that you become president, you walk into the Oval Office and there's an old man, a bit like the architect in The Matrix, an old man in a suit sitting there, and he's just like, Welcome to the Oval Office. You see, society hangs by a thread. And that thread is becoming thinner and thinner as every day goes by. And above it hangs the sword of Damocles. And if that sword was to fall... Who are you? <laughs> who are you? How did you get in here? Does anyone know who this guy is? It's a homeless guy off the street. Yeah. <laughs> and if the sword was to fall, then the American people would burn. Don't you see, Carter? Don't you see? That's why we can't tell them. The Secret Service are like, that's actually the last president. Yeah, you guys all end <laughs> up like this. This will be you in four years. Eight if you're unlucky. Uh, but that someone explains all the reasons, all the very good, sensible reasons why you can't just release that. Yeah, you, you guys just know that even Kit and myself, if there was ever an episode of this podcast where we're like, hey, it's episode 350, uh, we've been actually invited by NASA to uh, go check out some of the labs that they have out there in the US, and they said we can do a little research of our own. It's going to be fun. We'll let you guys know what happens if we come back for episode 351 and say, we're going to start talking about cars. <laughs> We're going to start talking. We're going to start reviewing restaurants on this podcast. You know that we saw something. You know it's bad down there. It's like whenever uh, the Chinese government abducts somebody, like whenever the artist Ai Weiwei, like I feel like they True. abduct him every like six months and like but he goes missing and then everyone's like, we haven't seen him in like uh, a long time. And then he, one day he just turns up, like all the press are outside his house and he just turns up at his house like, <laughs> Walking really slowly, pale faced, just turning the key on his house, and like, "Hey, I wait, wait, where were you?" And he's like, "I was, I was, I was on holiday. I had, a, I had a really great time. I'm feeling tired now. Everyone, <laughs> it's time for me to go to sleep." <laughs> it's, it'll be exactly like that. All right. So I know today's story was a bit of a wild one. I mean, the claims that Jackie Gleason are making are very specific and very outlandish. But at the core of this story, uh, we're talking about a very plausible paranormal incident where a president of the United States shows one of his buddies something that he should not have been shown, which is evidence of aliens having visited this Earth. As we said, based off of Richard Nixon's history, this isn't out of character, that's something he would do. His diary does mention being around Jackie Gleason the same day that Jackie claims the event took place. There's more evidence for this case than I think people let on. And is that enough, Kit, for you to give it that elusive yes? Well, there definitely isn't by the standards of every other uh, episode of This Paranormal Life. Um, we have turned down hundreds of cases for not having photos, videos, documented proof of of any kind sure um so we would really be basing all of this on a man's word um or a couple of people's word but i think there are extenuating circumstances with this case that it is from such high profile figures that that muddies things a bit um what do you think today i don't know this is a weird one it's i like that it's it's you know these aren't just strangers in the middle of the forest this is the president of america 
and an A-list celebrity. It's very rare that we have like a very notable uh, person like a celebrity or a musician or an actor uh, come out and say that they not only believe in the paranormal, but have seen something to this degree. I guess what's the closest? Dan Aykroyd. Like yeah. he's pretty deep in there. Neil Armstrong hunting for ancient aliens. I yeah. mean, anytime you see something like this, favorites. you're kind of like, hey, it's not all just like crackpots and people living out in the middle of the woods. There are like very normal, notable people who really believe all of this stuff. So we kind of have to ask the question, it seems like Jackie believes that he really saw something. And if he did, I mean, you said it yourself, this isn't like a passing object in the sky. This is being taken into a bunker and being shown dead bodies. <laughs> That's not something that you can kind of like think you maybe saw or maybe didn't. It's pretty black and white. Uh, so I guess it's coming down to whether or not we believe Jackie Gleason. I will say, Jackie Gleason, uh, even before he was shown this, he was borderline obsessed with aliens and UFOs to the point where he actually had a house built for him shaped like a UFO. <laughs> he had a huge wow, a library freak. of books about the supernatural and aliens and things. So this wasn't like his life took a huge right turn at one point. Uh, I think he, he was, was steering it in this direction. Yeah. He was trying to. He was a bit more down this path already, which kind of, I guess, makes him a little bit less reliable of a witness. He, he wasn't just shown this and it turned his life upside down. He's been trying to see this for years. Mm -hmm. I think, look, let's, let's stop rambling about it. Let's get to our conclusions, cut through the fat. I don't think there's enough uh, for today's story for me to concretely say that this really did happen. Uh, so unfortunately, even though it's a great story, it's going to be a no for me this week. Rory, whilst I do agree that there is uh, absolutely no evidence, um, really uh, hard physical evidence that we can rely on to say this is true, you've got me on a good day, brother. You've got me on a good day because uh, I, I was telling Rory recently, I just watched a documentary called Aerial Phenomenon, mm -hmm. spelt A-R-I-E-L, because this was the story of aerial school in Africa. We've covered that uh, story before. Uh, it was like a 1994, I think, UFO case where a UFO visited a school. I don't actually remember where we came down and whether we said it was a yes or a no. We've done a few of those cases. We've done UFOs visiting a school in South Africa, uh, in Australia. Um, they visited kids in Russia, I believe. Uh, where a kid got hit with a pipe, a space pipe, and disappeared for a day. Or okay, something. but I don't want you. I don't want you to muddy. I don't want you muddy the waters with the space pipe uh, case. Hey, those were all double yeses. I'm pretty sure, even the space one. I watched this documentary. It's not streaming anywhere. You can buy it on uh, iTunes. I oh, think no shockers there. Yeah, uh, highly recommend going and watching it. I was shaking. I was shaking. <laughs> I was quaking in my boots. Everything changed, Lord. Everything changed. I don't remember what I said in that podcast, but it wasn't, the words weren't strong enough because that shit happened. It happened. Kids they don't have even, proof. He's not even doing a bit here. I've been talking about it for weeks. He, he literally came out the other side a different person. It, it, it was insane. I like the, the next time I saw you after you watched it, you were literally Jackie Gleason. You were like ice white skin, bulging eyes, sweating. And I was like, it's like, oh man, are you still sick? You got the flu? And he's like, oh, I've never been better, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so whilst it feels insane, 
I have never believed in UFOs more than I do today. I need to watch this. <laughs> and just to recap uh, everyone on the type of UFOs we're talking about, it's a fucking flying saucer and a little <laughs> triangle-headed guy with big eyes. Like, it's it's just the type of aliens that you're picturing right now in your head. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's what everyone doesn't want to admit. Sometimes it is a flying saucer. Sometimes it is a two-foot gray man. That's just what they look like, guys. So, unfortunately, it's exactly the type of thing that Jackie saw, uh, which is why I'm controversially going to give it a yes today. Whoa! Brother, I should have let you go first. I was a little <laughs> I was a little down on it, but look, it's you a know... a big surprise. The way I'm telling this story, I've definitely uh, made it very flowery, uh, very uh, silly and poetic, you know, with the retellings. But if you, if you look this up online, there is a much more factual, hard-hitting... Uh, retellings of this story where it's basically just Jackie Gleason telling his wife what Nixon showed him uh, that night. And uh, yeah, it's not as comical and dramatic as I led it to be. It's literally Jackie Gleason going, uh, he showed me aliens. He took me to a base. Uh, I I saw some of them in a frozen chamber. It really f***ed me up. Uh, They're real. This is super scary. I am now a changed man and I will never act again. <laughs> it, it, it basically ruined him. So I think um, if you think this story is interesting, go check it out yourself because there is a, there is a bit more believability to it than uh, we even portrayed in today's episode of the podcast. I think I'm still going to stick with a no, but hey, I'll take a 50-50 on this. That's a good outcome for an episode of this podcast. Guys, society is hanging by a thread right All right. And you know what they did to Galileo? You know what they did to Galileo? I don't actually. When Galileo, I think they murdered him. Because he he said, maybe Earth isn't at the middle of the universe. And they chopped his head off then and there. They was like, (laughs) f*** you. We are about to have a Galileo moment in society where two paranormal (laughs) investigators put their hands up and say... No, just one. They're real. Just one. They're... Real, we're not alone. One hand is down. One hand is very down to the floor. Keeping that neck low. that sword, that sword that's (laughs) dangling, maybe it falls and slices the thread holding society. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? Where are you going to (laughs) be? The sword falls and slices the thread. (laughs) That, That then what? Drop something society else. Society falls. Society, society falls. falls. So the sword falls, slices the thread holding society. I'm falls. mixing and matching the analogies. Okay. I'm mixing and matching analogies, but you get the idea. Society falls. Okay, just want to make it clear once and for all for any government officials listening to this podcast. Uh, my hand is down. It was a no this week. So for chopping I'm gonna, heads, I'm gonna get his hand. I'm gonna raise it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Keep it down. Um, hey, let us know what you think. Maybe you want to join Kit in the Legion of Believers and stand up uh, right for the guillotine and uh, you're ready to put your neck on the line and say this was real, let us know. Or let us know if, like me, like Rory, you're a little bit more skeptical of this week's tale. Yeah, well, watch Aerial Phenomenon and then tell me you're still skeptical. To be fair, because I really do want to watch it, uh, and I think we talked about it before, we've never done like a... Uh, not a watch along, but like almost like a book club thing where yeah. we watch a documentary and then talk about it all together, like on the podcast. That would be really fun to do for a bonus episode. Yeah. Like everyone watches it. We say, look, watch it this month. And at the end of the month, we're all just going to sit down and talk about it. That's a nice idea. <laughs> it's just going to be like, <laughs> you hit play on the bonus episode. There's no intro music. <laughs> it's pure silence. It's like, 
That really f***ed me up, man. <laughs> that, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do anymore. I, I quit my We're job. We're taking an eight-year break, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much to Louis Blatherwick for editing this week's episode and Amy Grisdale for researching. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. If you enjoyed this week's episode, if you enjoyed last week's episode, or any episode, there's only one place you can go to get more. That is over on Patreon. You can get access to a whole ton of incredible rewards, including ad-free episodes of This Paranormal Life, bonus episodes of This Paranormal Life, The After Party, which is a weekly show where Kit and I talk about everything that we couldn't talk about during the actual cases, all the extra bits, the juicy bits, and all the behind-the-scenes lore of This Paranormal Life. You can also get a limited edition This Paranormal Life collector's coin. Hmm. It is a membership token that gets you onto the moon rocket uh, that we're going to all board, obviously, and leave this world behind uh, in the end days. And this is not the literal 50p coin Rory was scratching his initials into and selling out the back of a van on our UK tour. This is an actual real gold and silver coin. Yeah, it's actually beautiful. We worked with a member of the community to design it. It's littered with cool Easter eggs from the show. So check it out. It's really, really awesome. And of course, another thing you can get is shout outs at the end of the episode. And that's what we're going to do right now. So a special thank you to Emery Zabo. If you badmouth Emery, they're gonna go Zappo on you. That's right, Nixon actually gave her a couple of ray guns late one night. They were golfing together and uh, he handed over a couple. Now they go Zappo quite often. Yeah, I'm starting to see why he was removed from office. That's kind of crazy. Thanks also to Lieutenant Dan's legs. Good to have a lieutenant. Good to have a lieutenant around here in the commune uh, because we got a lot of, um, you know, me and Rory growing up, we were a little bit more kind of arts and crafts, musical kids at school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, not a lot of military discipline, you know, hard coded into us. So it's good to have someone around here barking orders. Well, you know? it's just legs. So not really barking orders, but maybe a kick up the ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'll still, take, still valuable. I'll take it. We got a, a lot of lazy sods here in the commune. Um, so we could really use your help. Thanks to Ashley Walden. Ashley. You're going to get along great in the commune, because guess what? You're walled in. You're walled in. <laughs> pretty much from the, from the second that... They're going to get along well. They, just, they don't have the option to leave. The second that gate closes, you're walled in. You really are. So, hey, you know, I, I think you're going to do just great here. And don't try and touch them, because they are electric. And thank you, lastly, today to Clara Skykammer. Clara was on such good terms with Nixon that he gave them technology we don't even have on earth for example the skag hammer <laughs> right it's a tool that we don't even need to use we use a hammer to like hit it in nails a skag hammer you don't even want to know what that's used for it's to milk a jimbo <laughs> <laughs> right not an application we need like literally here what on is earth. a jimbo why do we have to milk it but in space it's like you go to the hardware store you're like hey can i get a skag hammer i gotta milk a couple jimbos like yeah no problem brother here you go so, uh, hey, bring your skag hammers. We're going to need them because we got a couple of Jimbos in the paranormal commune that are ripe for milking. <laughs> oh, so we do have So them. we have a couple. Yeah, we have a couple, but you don't <laughs> usually find them on Earth. Uh, thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon and tunes in every week for the show. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And we'll see you next week, folks, for another paranormal tale. tale.